Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophets Speak. This is Isaiah 51a, the first podcast on Yeshayahu, Perak Nun Aleph, chapter 51. We just studied in chapter 50 how Yeshayahu told us, told the Jewish people, how he had fulfilled his mission that God had given him to faithfully convey God's message to the Jewish people and to the world in the hope that some of them at least may listen to the message, the message of Tzedek Umishbat, justice and righteousness that God had asked Yeshayahu to give. With that, Yeshayahu now starts chapter nine, uh, 51 by beseeching the, the people to listen, to listen to his message. And he begins as follows. Shimu Eli, listen to me, road fate Sedek. Those of you that um, that seek seek righteousness or pursue or run after righteousness, Adonai, those of you that are seeking God. He's he's begging the people, as we saw in the end of the last chapter, most of the people were not listening. Most of the people did not listen to the message. And as he said back in chapter 6, which we reviewed last time, that God had told him, Shemu Shemuavi Altavinu, right? Um, let me get the words right. Uh, in chapter 6, right, Shemu Shemuavi Altavinu. Most people are not going to listen. Most people are not going to listen. But he say, oh, there is a, or will be some that do. And he's saying, those who are those that are listening? The road fate sedek. Those that are running after righteousness. Those that are mivakshe Hashem. Those that are searching out God. Habitu. Look back. El tzur chutzavtem. He hearkens back to the beginning of the people's history. He's taking a new approach. Look back at the Tzor Chutzavtem, which means the rock from which you were cut. In other words, your forefathers. The El Makeves Por Nukartem. And look back at the, um, the quarry. Makeves Bor is the quarry, the place where, the, where you were cut from, the quarry you were dug out from. So look farther, farther back. Before Yishayahu mentioned Zichru Rishonos, remember the earlier times, which was the times of the Exodus. Now he's saying, let's go even farther back. Farther back to the time of our forefathers, the patriarchs. Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In verse 2 he continues, Habitu el Avraham avichem. Look back to Abraham, your forefather. Be'el Sorah t'cholelchem. And to Sorah the t'cholelchem. There's two interpretations of Cholelchem. Clearly it refers to Sarah, our matriarch, who gave birth to us, which is one interpretation. The Radak says this can, can interpretation of the word Cholelchem from the language of Chil Kayoleda. Um, this is the verse in Psalms. The Mitsudos looks back to uh, Psalms 92, uh, where uh, verse two, where it says "Vatecholel Eretz Vitevel," which is referring back to the um, creation of something, right? So look back to Abraham and Sarah, the, the, your forefathers, the ones who you came from. If you are to, those of you that are hearkening, that are listening to my message, think about where you came from. 
What should you think about? Ki echod kirasiv, because he, I called him one, vo'avorchehu, and I blessed him, v'arbehu, and I made him many. Now exactly what is the le- why is it that looking back at Abraham and Isaac will inspire one to listen to God now? Remember, he is talking to them about the dark times, the times of exile, the times of suffering, and remember that God is going to come redeem you. Exactly what is it that he... And he's beseeching them by saying, he's begging them, he's saying, look back, look back at Abraham and Sarah. What exactly is it that you look back? So there's several different understandings of this. Um, one is uh, given by the Malbim, right? Because just like when they were around, they were like one against the world. They were unique among the people of the world. They were the monotheists. They were the ones bringing a new message. And just as they had the courage to stand against the tides of history, against the tide of their times, so shall you. Another explanation given by the Eben Ezra is, don't be so amazed. I know you're going to be amazed. Like, how could this be? You're going to be a wonder. How could this be that you're going to rescue us from this and bring you back to the Holy Land and bring everyone together and so on? But um, if you look back at Avram, if you look back at Abraham, you'll see that miraculous things happen to him as well. And I'm just going to extend the Ebenezer's words a little bit. I blessed him. I increased his numbers and I, I made his descendants many. So look at what I did then. Abraham was then just one lone man against the world and look what his descendants have become. In the same way, I am going to rescue you and bring you back to, 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 to the land. The... Um, Radak and others, the Mahari Kira, they explain that this means look back, just like Abraham and Sarah were 90 and 100 years old. In other words, they were near the end of their lives when I fulfilled the promise to them and brought them a son. The same thing you, even after this long, long, long exile, when you think, oh no, it's too long, it's too late, we can't get rescued, we can always get rescued. All three of these explanations leave me somewhat wanting but I'm kind of open to other suggestions if you have them. But these are the understandings of what Ishayahu is asking the people now. Look back, look back at your forefathers, look back at your forebears, and therefore through that gain strength and believe and listen to my message now. Let's move on to chapter to, to verse 3, where he then goes ahead and says, just like, you know, you look back and, and the past at your forefathers using any one of the three explanations or any others if you have them that I mentioned before, so too now I will rescue you, I will redeem you. Because God will bring comfort to Zion, to Zion, or because God has comforted Zion. He has comforted all of the ruins, all of the places that have been destroyed and laid desolate. This is speaking in, in, in past tense, but it's clearly referring to the future because he has made the desolate places, the, the desert, bloom and blossom like Eden. And the wilderness he made into like a garden of God. Happiness and joy shall be found there. Toda, thanks to God, the Kolzimra, 
and the sound of song. Then we change gears here. Before it was the prophet Yeshayahu talking to the people, begging them to listen to his message, just as and remember the forefathers and therefore have faith that this ultimate redemption will come about. So listen to the message of God. But now it is God speaking through the prophet, of course, but God speaking to the people. And God says, my, my, my prophet, he, Yeshayahu, just begged you to listen. Now I myself, God says, I'm going to ask you to listen. Hakshivu elai ami. Listen to me, my nation. Ule'umi elai ha'azinu. And my nation, le'umi, and my people. Listen carefully to me. Ki Torah me'iti Because, why? Because the Torah comes from me. Just like we said, ki mitzion Torah, from the place God is saying, the Torah, the Torah that I am teaching comes from me. Umishpati, and my mishpat, my justice, Or amim argia. I will bring it as a light unto all of the nations. So again, God flips again from singular, ami ulu'umi, just like he's done over and over again, and I've emphasized this on numerous occasions, right away to saying, why should you listen to me? Because my Torah is coming from me and my justice is for all of the nations of the world. The Torah is to be an or amim argia. It's going to be a light unto all of the nations. Korov tzidki, my justiceness. And I'm still translating tzidki as my justice. I'm sorry, my righteousness, right? Is is close. It is coming close. It is nearby. Yotso yishi, my deliverance has come out. Now, I want to bring your attention to Devarim, Deuteronomy, Parak 30, chapter 30, verse 4, where it says, This is close to you, worshiping God, being close to God, serving God is close. It's not far away in the heavens. It's not far across the sea, but it's close to you. Korov tzidki, my righteousness, the righteousness that I expect from you, this can also refer to Korov Tzitki, my justification. In other words, I'm saying that I'm going to redeem you, that redemption is close. But I'd rather translate it as the tzedek which I request from you, right? Yishi, the redemption that comes from me has come out. Uziroi and my strength, Amim Mishbotu, will be judging and meeting out justice to all of the nations. All of the nations, Iyim, meaning the faraway places, the faraway nations, as we've translated on numerous occasions that same term, meaning Yikavu, and they will all hope for me. Those that hope for God shall have strength. Those that hope are everyone, every nation, all of the Iyim, the faraway nations, they are all hoping for me. And they are looking to my arm, my strength, to come and gather them and bring them back. God continues, Place your eyes, raise your eyes to the heavens. 
v'habitu el ha'aretz mitachas, and look down to the ground below. Ki shomayim ke'ashon nimlachu, the heavens have um, have become full of clouds of smoke of darkness. V'aretz kabegetivla, and the land has become worn out like clothing. And those that live upon the land have went through death. However, my redemption shall be forever. And my righteousness shall never be broken, shall always continue. Now I want to turn your attention to verse 50, uh, chapter 50, verse 3, um, where God says, Albish shomayim kadrut. Visak osim kisutam. I will, I will dress the the heavens with darkness, and I will make their clothing like sack, like sackcloth. Very similar to what we have here. Shemayim ke oshon nimlochu that the skies are darkened with clouds. Viaretz kabegetitle, and the land will be worn like clothing. And then, if we look back at the same chapter fifty, verse nine. Where it says, um, God is me, This was Isaiah talking. They have all been worn out like a, like a garment of clothing. But I also want to turn your attention to something much earlier in Yeshayahu. Let's look back at chapter 24 for a moment, verses 3 to verse 5. Sorry, it takes me a second to turn. He... So the idea here expressed in this verse that we just read, verse 6, is the idea that God is saying, yes, the skies and the land will be darkened and will be dried out and there will be death. However, my redemption shall come. My righteousness shall be clear and, and, and come forth. The idea being that, unfortunately, the time of redemption will also be accompanied by a time of suffering. But this metaphor, this idea of the heavens and the earth, is really a metaphor to all of nature being ruined by the injustices that the people placed upon the world. And I want to point this out if we go back to chapter 24, and also chapter 34, but I'm going to read 24 first. He boke tiboke haaretz v'hiboz tiboz. This is twenty-four, verse three. The world will become abused and cracked, and 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 because God spoke this avla navla haaretz, the land has become navla, which means worn out. It's the same word that we have here of v'haaretz kabeged tivle, and the land was. Tivle, the same word, again. Again, this is another occasion of unity of authorship where the ideas and words and terms expressed in the supposed first half of Isaiah are being repeated again here in the supposed second half of Isaiah. Again, arguing that this is all one book. And then it continues, Ki avru toros because they have, they have um, transgressed the teachings of God. 
And then, as we continue in chapter 24, verse 15, I'm sorry, uh, verse 15, Therefore, in the Urim, and again, in the faraway lands, they give honor to God. Shema Adonai Yisrael. They give honor to God Yisrael. So again, these the I, I, same idea which was just expressed here, that that um, um, that it is in the Iye Iyim Yikavu In these faraway lands is where they are hoping to hear the name of God and see God's deliverance. So again, we see the same thing. The sky is being darkened, the land being worn out with the same language. And however, God says, the faraway places, all the nations in the world are looking and hoping for me and calling out my name. Now I would like to turn to chapter 34. Again, it's Perak Lamedalid and read you something else. I'm going to start with verse 4 in chapter 34. Give me one second. Vinomaku Hashemayim. All of the hosts of the heavens will be will be withering away. And all of their hosts will be worn out the same language. And so far. And then God continues and says, My my sword is going to be um uh, full of blood in the heavens, again referring to the unfortunate uh, uh, death and destruction that will unfortunately need to occur in the future time. But then in verse 10, and then it continues the same theme until verse 10 in chapter 34, which says, The day and night will not be cease. I mean, sorry, the fire will continue to burn both day and night. It's smoke, it's darkness. We'll go up to the heavens forever. And so on. Again, the same idea of the smoke in the, in the heavens. Um, again, the same idea as to hear is Kishamayim ke'ashon nimlachu was filled with clouds of smoke. However, the, um, the and then uh, if we're, we're, we're I'm a little bit ahead of myself, but the end of this, what we're reading now, ends with the same words that that chapter of 35, which ends the theme that I just read to you, that started in 34, with the same thing, that, that after all of that heavenly smoke and the dried out earth and so on, it ends with the words of and those that are redeemed of God will come back, will come back to Zion in song, and so on. But we're going to get to that in a minute. But I just wanted to bring out that again, the same idea and the, even the same language, the same terms, which was expressed back then is being expressed now. That during the future, there will be darkness. There will be dried out earth. Nature will suffer. Human beings will unfortunately suffer. However, those that stay with God will be redeemed. So let's go back to verse 7 now, where we're up to back in our chapter 51. Verse 7, Shimu Eli Listen to me, the people that know righteousness. Am Torasi Bilibam. My nation, 
that my Torah is in their hearts. Remember, I just referred back to the Pasuk, to the verse from Deuteronomy, of that it says in Deuteronomy. This is very close to you. It's not across the sea, it's not in the heaven, but it is close to you. It is in your mouth, and in your heart, to keep the Torah, to do the Torah. So again, the same idea is expressed here by Yeshayahu as he says, it is karov, it is close, like he said in the last verse, and it is also bilibam, it is in your heart. Don't be afraid of being embarrassed in front of others that you're the only one doing this. Again, the idea of the image of Abraham being alone in the world and worshiping God. Don't be embarrassed and try to be like everyone else because you're afraid of other people. And don't be afraid because they are making fun of you, they are poking jokes at you and so on. Just keep on keeping the word of God. Why is that? Why should you not be afraid? Because their their the moths shall eat their clothing. Let they they shall be eaten by moths as clothing is eaten. Right. In other words, they will be destroyed. And this is a worm that would eat up um, woolen clothing. They're going to be eaten just like the woolen clothing gets eaten. Vitzid kasi, but my righteousness, olam will be for always, forever. Vishuati l'dordorim, and for generations after generations, forever, my deliverance will always last, says God. I just want to make one other point that he mentioned two types of people that are uh, are interested in tzedek, or actually two qualities of people that understand righteousness. There's the yodei tzedek, the people that know righteousness, because am because it is in their heart, and then and that was what he mentioned in verse seven, and if we go back a little bit, um, there's also those that the um, Ishayahu looked for was the road fate tzedek, Hashem, those that are chasing after or pursuing justiceness, uh, just or righteousness, those that are searching for God. I just want to say that there are two things in the, the in verse one, where the, the Yeshayahu Isaiah is speaking. He refers to the people that seek righteousness, that pursue righteousness. They wrote Beitzedek, because Yeshayahu, as much as he is a prophet, he is also still a human being. A human being cannot see into the heart of others. He doesn't know what's in the hearts of others, but he does know from their behavior that they are road fate sedek. So therefore he can ask the people, those of you that are pursuing justice, he doesn't know who knows and feels justice in their heart. However, later in verse, um, in verse, uh, I'm sorry, seven, it is God speaking and God says, yod eight sedek, those of you that know righteousness, because God can see, am bam, the people that my Torah is in their hearts. Because God can see what's in our hearts. And, he, and God therefore speaks to those of us that know righteousness, which may be a larger population than the population of people that are outwardly seen pursuing justice. But either way, this is how I understand the difference between those two terms. That on the one hand, the human being says, I'm looking for the people that pursue justice. 
And God says, I'm looking for the people that know justice in their heart. Thank you so much for listening and participating in 51A. Looking forward to continuing our study of chapter 51 together.